Where were you? Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, thank you. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning, Okay, thank you. Let's get started. Yesterday was the Aftar Degalif number 91. He knows how to be And today is the Aftar Degalif. We'll do a review. And we are learning for Fur Shalema, for Hadassah Basronia, and for Michal Aviva Bas Yudis, Amy Bastvora, all else who need a refuah. And with that, we'll start. Hadassah is supposed to have a procedure today. Oh, today? Okay. So we're at the end of the day in Israel, so I don't know what happened. He doesn't know. What happened? Never, before you start, can I ask a question? Sure. Clear, clear my mind. The inheritance of the guy, he passed away. His wife, first wife, passed away earlier. So now the debt becomes owned by the kids or her kids. So the second order. The next second wife is still, he, she collects it too, because, but she gets it first because she's the first one directly. The, let, me explain, to, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain so you understand. One more question. Yeah. Okay. The other question is, do the, do the orphans, are they required to pay back the debt of the, of the father, or they're doing that to some mitzvah? That's it. Okay. Okay, so to answer one at a time. First question is, is a good question, and it's important to clarify. The way it works is, is that the reason why her children, her male children, are, are getting that particular ksuva is because of a condition that's written into the ksuva, but it's very clear that it's bitoras yerusha. It's as an inheritance. It's not. It's not like a debt to the mother. It just goes as an inheritance, and therefore, it's secondary to all debts. Just like yerusha is always secondary to all debts. So therefore, when you have the 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 two wives. First wife died, predeceased her husband. The second wife outlived her husband. So the rule is, is that we have to first pay the wife that outlived her husband because that's a true debt. All inheritors need to take care of, but they can't touch the assets of their of their of the deceased until first all the debts debt are paid. paid. So the, well, that's an example of a debt that needs to be paid. And then if there's anything left over, then, then they can get it as Yerusha. That's what the Mishnah is saying. As far as the second question that you that you that you asked me, which is, um, what was the second question again? Forgot. <laughs> right, right, right. So the answer is the answer is yes. It is a mitzvah to pay the father's debt, but it's only that. It's only a mitzvah. It's not a chiv. Right. Okay. It's not a chiv. It's just a mitzvah. And that means that it's a nice thing for them to do. It's a very appropriate for them to do. But we cannot force them. Like other, it's not like other mitzvahs that we could force you to shake lulav. If you refuse, we can beat you up till you till you shake your lulav. Yeah, but that's not, that's not how it works when it comes to this thing. It's a mitzvah that's midirabanan that they cannot force you to do. That's the okay, answer. I, I, okay, I'm still still bothered by b'nei is only for inheritance. And a ktuba is outside the inheritance. Because we're discussing, you have to pay both ktuba to start with. Yeah, but really you're not, really you're, left, okay, really ktuba's been a different, is not a ksuva. It's not, it's really just a Yerusha. Because okay. she, he outlived her. And when he outlives her, so then he doesn't owe her a ksuva. 
It's his money. Okay. He wins it. Okay. That's the idea. That, okay. Yeah, I see. I'm, I'm with you now. Okay. Right. So really, there's no ktuba at all for the first one, the first wife at all. It's only inheritance that kids get. Exactly. That's it. Okay. 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 All right, and, and with that, trying to clarify things, let's get right to the. I just wanted to say how Dasa had a procedure today. Yes, yeah, she, she did. Came out of it, okay, so far. Oh, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's get started on yesterday's stuff. We're starting at. Uh, where do we start? I think it was at the. We started, I think, at the New Park. No, no, no. Sorry, we started at the Tanarabana on the previous. Yeah, Tara Banan, a little, uh, little ways up. I thought you started off with Mar Savar, a film in Didn't you discuss that? I'm thinking about the yesterday's Chazar. Yes, I'm doing Chazar of yesterday's daf. And you weren't here, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 apologies. Okay, and we'll get That's to... That's what you finished on the day before. Yeah, 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 we're, we're, no, yeah. we're talking well, we're about... We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, right, we're going on yesterday's daf, I think. All right, all right, so we're going to get started. Okay, one second, let's get right to it. So, um, um, so basically, the, this idea of achas b'chayev and achas b'mosa, which is this discussion, is there k'suvah b'nindichren or not? And we said that in the end, everybody agrees that there is Ksubas bin Indikrin. The Machlokas is whether there's Dina of Karka or, or a Dina, or, or it needs to be, or it could even be Metaltalin. And uh, that is where we left off. And we started off with how can we say that that's what Rib Shimon's position is? Because we know that in the Mishnah, Rib Shimon says that even if there's Nechasim, Sheyesh Lemachrais, it's in the upcoming Mishnah, so that doesn't count unless it's Nechasim. Only In other words, in order to give Kizuris bin indifferent, it needs to be land based, not in metaltalin. So, um, and there has to be enough land for more than two Kizuris plus a dinar, okay, in the land. So maybe they were arguing in whether a dinar of Mishubatam works, meaning what if the father doesn't have the money, but he's owed the money? Uh, and he has a lien on other properties. Does that count or not? And that's what the dispute is. Problem with that is, is that the Reb Shimon shouldn't have said the words, if there is moister dinner. Should have said, since there's a moister dinner, because of the debts that are due to the father, and he has liens on property, that was how it should have been stated. So maybe they're arguing in whether it's, le- whether it's good enough to even be just a li- less than a dinner. Problem with that is, is that he, he very clearly, Reb Shimon says, dinar. He doesn't say that it's okay to be less than a dinar. Now, what do you want to say? Maybe Reb Shimon's the Machmir and the Tanakhama's the Mekel? He also, in the Mishnah, said dinar. So, so the Gemara says what, what could be is maybe one of the other two answers. Not, it definitely has to be at least a dinar, but maybe it could be Mishubadim. Maybe it could be Mithatlin, but not in Reb Shimon's world, in the Tanakhama's world. And the Tanakhama's the Mekel one. That's how we ended off as a possibility, what they're arguing in. Now, Marzutra said the name of Papa, the bottom line, Alacha, is in this case where one predeceased her husband, one wife predeceased her husband, the other one outlived her husband. There's Ksuvas bin Indichrin, 
The ksuva is a moiser lechaberta. So the Gemara is saying, and both both dinim. Now the Gemara says, I understand that if you just say the first thing, that it's uh, that there is binim dechrin here, and don't tell me that the ksuva is a moiser lechaberta. I would say that's only true if there's an additional dinar as far as part of the Arusha besides for the two ksuvas. But if not, not. And um, but. Uh, um, but uh, why not just say the second halacha that the ksuva is a moser lechaverta that the ksuva actually counts as a moser and we would know everything that there's definitely ksuvas put in in this case the answer is is that I might have thought he would left if he would leave out the first halacha I might have thought the only time that there's ksuvas been in dichrin is when it's a scenario like this there are three wives okay got to keep track three wives two of them had two of them died during the lifetime of the of the father and they had sons. The, uh, the other one outlived, and she only has a daughter. Okay? So now, we say ksuba is a moser, so therefore, even if that, there's only enough funds to pay off the three ksubas, that works. But, um, that's only working over there, because the, the sons are getting the Yerusha, it's not coming, uh, each side is getting their full Yerusha, and there's not going to be a fight over there. As a, and the daughter is not going to complain, because she's getting... She anyway wouldn't get a Yerusha, but she gets the Chov of her mother, because she is the own sole inheritor of her mom. Okay? Um, so that's the, that's the idea. Um, and, um, and I might have thought that it only works in that case, because there, there won't be fighting. But in a regular case where it's only two sets, two wives, and one is only going to get the Ksuva of their mother as a Chov of the mother, and not as Yerusha, maybe they'll complain and there'll be a fight. Kamash that we don't worry about that, and it's fine. And that's where that took us to the Mishnah. So next thing is the man. Next case, case of the Mishnah. Ben is married to two wives, and um, and uh, they both die, and then he dies. So the some men want their ksuva of their mom, and there's only enough money for the two ksuvas. It doesn't divide. So let's to make it to make it understandable. We'll talk about a specific case. First ksuva was very was a lot of money was a thousand dollars. The last the second ksuva, to second wife it's not as much money. It was only five hundred dollars in the ksuva. Okay, so now, um, and there's let's say one son each. Okay, so if you if you're gonna divide the ksuva, there's only the dad died with only fifteen hundred. So if they're gonna get the ksuvas of their mother, one will get a thousand, the other one will get five hundred. But since uh, there's no extra money in, in addition to that. So what happens is we'll split it down the middle. Fifteen hundred dollars, seven fifty each, and that's how we'll split it. Okay. We need, we need no ksuba. Each we ignore the ksuba, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. We ignore the ksuba and just if give the Arusha equal, then right? Yes, we wouldn't. Now, what if there's a Moser dinar? Then they can each one can take the ksuba of their mother, and the extra dinar they'll split fifty-fifty. Now, what if the Yisamim said, you know what, we, 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 we're just short a little bit. We're happy to provide some extra funds to our father's Yerusha to make sure that the money is available so that there's going to be extra. No, we don't let that. That's, that's, that's a trickery that you know, they can't get away with. Okay? Um, anyway, so that's the story. I mean, um, depend. if the second wife's kids want to chip in, then... You know, yeah, right, but gonna, they're not going to want to, obviously. The ones on the, on the get a short end of the stick are not really very happy about that. Sure. So that's why they don't, they're not able to do that. Um, what we do is we evaluate the property in court, and that's it. What if 
there's property that's only roi, meaning it's not actually in his possession. Somebody owes him the money. He's going to pay him. Sure, don't worry. The money's coming. That's called money that's roi. It's not muksak. doesn't count towards assets. Assets that we're counting over here is only assets that are in hand, okay? And Rabbi Shimon says, not only does it need to be in hand, but it needs to be in land, okay? It needs to be real estate. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's cash, that doesn't count either. Okay? Um, and it has to be a dinner extra in land, in real estate, um, more than the two ksuvas, at least a dinner. And that's the mission. Now, first thing in the Gemara is that, well, we give you the example. This one was a thousand ksuva, the other one was 500 ksuva. And if there's a Moser dinner, then each one's going to get the ksuva of their mother. This one, a thousand however many children that is, this one the 500, and the rest will be split evenly amongst the children. Okay? Which children? What? Which children? What do you mean? I mean the, two, the two children of the first marriage get the 50-50, correct? Right. And the, the rest of the money, what happens to it? So, again, there's two wives. You understand? So however many children there are from each wife, they're going to share the ksuva, and the rest, the money left over, they'll split each 50. child, each child gets, gets, a, gets whatever percentage. Let's say there's each four children. The girls. No, the boys only. The girls don't get a Yerusha. The boys. Okay. We're talking about people who are inheritors. Okay. Um, okay, we already discussed girls. They don't get Yerusha. They have a different, uh, they're, they're guaranteed a different it's something that uh, they're they yeah, have protected a, they're protected in a different way. They get they get their dowry. That's what the, that's what they get. Okay, which is a tenth of the assets. All right. Next we saw is um, the Gemara says if let's say they would start off with a lot of money, and then um, and then all of a sudden though it went down in value, um, and now it's not worth as much. Well, too bad. The ones that, that at the time that he died, that's what you lock it into. And if it was enough money for, to cover everybody's property, and uh, everybody's uh, ksuva as well as extra money, so then they already got entitled to the ksuva of their mother. What if it's the other way around? It started off less, and then it increased in value. So now there is enough to pay uh, for the two ksuvas and then some. So what's the deal there? So we saw a case of the Nechse Beibar Tzirzur. It was exactly that scenario where it, it, when, they, when, the husband, when the father died, it wasn't so valuable, but then it went up in value. And they came to Rav Amram and he said, you know what? Give these the people whose ksuva is more and try to appease them. Work out a deal. And they refused. And he says, if you don't uh, do you that, yeah. if you don't do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick you with a thorn that doesn't produce blood, which is an expression for a, a cherem. And then the case came before Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, actually, they were right. Because just like when it's more, then it goes down. That, you know, we say, kfar zachu yarshim. So the same thing over here. When it was less, the, uh, the ones with the smaller ksuva were already zocha in their full share. And you can't take it away. Even, if, even though now it's worth more. It doesn't matter. It goes by the moment of the death. That's the answer. And that's the bottom line. Okay, who's the case? Okay, if you're, some very interesting cases. So there was a case of a fellow... What about the, like, Nothel of Chav? What? The, if, the, if the first wife doesn't have men, what happens? Men? Children. Boys. 
mean boys? No, if she doesn't have any, it's only if she has sons that the, this yeah. this condition. This is only if she has no. sons. Yeah. If she doesn't have sons, then they get the dowry. Then, 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 what do you mean? She has no children. No, no women. She, she has girls. girls. So girls only only if she outlived her. If she outlived her husband, so she and then she passes away after her husband dies, then her daughter will get that ksuva. That's the only way. Okay, that's when the daughter will get it as a yorish, because she is the sole inheritor of her mom. You understand? Because that's a debt owed to her mom. Her mom was a single woman at that time. She is allowed to own property. She owns stuff, whatever she has. Her uh, her daughter is her only child. She'll get everything from her mom. Okay, okay. Now cases like this. There was a okay. There was a fellow who okay. I saw your face. A thousand, a thousand zos. Okay, I'm was, happy too. He owed a thousand zos. You're listening. Owed a thousand zos, and there were two pieces of property, and they sold them off to, to, to some guy, five hundred a piece. Okay, now, um, and the guy who's owed money goes and takes the property, um, takes one of property away from the from the buyer, and then he comes to take the second one to get the full thousand. So now he comes with money. He says, look, here's a thousand souls in my pocket. Here's the deal. Either you like the land that you got and you consider it as if it's a thousand souls and leave me alone and let me keep this one. Or you're not happy with that. Here, I have a thousand souls. Take it and give me back the land. Okay? So that's what the deal, the uh, buyer is, is offering the, uh, the, the creditor. Okay? So uh, what? So at first, the Gemara thought Rami Barhama says this is like the case of those orphans that are trying to, you know, fix the deal in their favor, because that's what you know. Because this guy ends up taking the land as if it, even though it's really only five hundred, he's taking it as if it's a thousand. So uh, it's like kind of unfair. So the Gemara says, no, it's not. It's very different. That by the orphans, it was coming at the cost of the other orphans, right? These guys are now going to get the ksuva of their mother, which is much more money than they would get as a regular Yerusha. So, and it's harming the other side. Here, this guy who's the creditor, is he getting any harm? No. He wants to keep the land as if it's a thousand. Fine. You want, you, you lent a thousand, you could get a thousand if you want the thousand back. Elamai, you like the land, so keep it. That means that to you, it's worth a thousand. That's all. So there's nothing, it's perfectly fine and legitimate for, for, the credit, for him to offer that. Now, the, obviously, when the guy bought the land, he bought it with, with, uh, with Achrayas, meaning the guy has to come back to him. Now, what does he owe him back? After all, he paid off $1,000 worth of debt with the $500 purchase. So how much is he entitled back from the, from the, from the seller? Okay. You, you understand because he's he, has, he only paid five hundred for the thousand dollar worth of land. Right, exactly. So he's entitled to the thousand, which was that was the value that the that 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 he that he got out of that land, or does he pay the five hundred because that's all he paid? And the machlokes, okay, Ravina says a thousand, Ravavir says five hundred, and the Allah is five hundred. Goes by what you paid. Doesn't matter that if the credit was good deal or not. Yeah, the creditor got a great deal out of. I mean, he got a good deal. Whatever. The point being is. He got the, 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 the seller is in a better position now because basically 500 paid off 1,000, but it doesn't matter. The bottom line is all my guarantee to you as a buyer is to the amount that you paid. 
I'm, you know, I'm just going to reimburse you for that. That's it. Okay, so that's the deal. Okay, another case, very similar, just with different numbers. It was 100 zoos, and there was two small plots of land. One was for 50, the other one was for 50. Creditor comes, takes away one. Again, he offered them the same deal. We accept it. It was also, Rav Yosef thought that maybe this is a bad, I bet that you're not allowed to do this. Rabbi says, no, this is per- there's no loss here because they all, the guy was owed 100 and he's being offered 100. Um, how much is he entitled to? Ravina thought 100 and Ravavir said 50 and Allah is again 50. And then there's a third case um, of 100 Zos. It was a property, the guy owed 100 Zos. He died and there's one piece of land. So it's a little bit different here. It's so one piece of land, okay? What happened? The piece of land was only worth 50, half the debt. What happened? Balchov comes, takes it away from the, uh, from the orphans. Okay? He, he didn't sell the property, they took it away. Then the orphans come with some cash, and they pay, and they, they, they want to keep the land, so they give them 50 for the value, for 50. And then what happens is, is that... Uh, um, he says, okay, thank you very much. And then he goes, takes the land again. <laughs> For the other 50 that's owed to him. And on that, so they came to Abaye. He's like, what? That wasn't the deal. And he says, look, it's a mitzvah for the orphans to pay their father's debt. And that's what you just did. So bottom line is, you're not a, he's entitled to take the, the, second, the property back again. Elamai, there is a way that you could have avoided that. If you would it's have a said... It's but not an obligation. Exactly. But that's what they did. They didn't put any stipulation. They just gave the money. So they were fulfilling the mitzvah of taking care of the father's debts. And now he, there's still money owed, so he comes to collect the rest of the money. Which comes to a question I've been having. Yeah. Let's say the father passed away and the, mother's, uh, remain, the mother remains alive. Yes. Do the children have an obligation to maintain, to worry about the welfare of the mom? It's the state that pays for the welfare of the mom. That's part of the ksuva's the deal in the ksuva. There is no state remaining. No. Oh, well, then it's just the Bitorah Siddhaka. It's just like charity. Yeah, of course. They would have to. It's a. It's Nietzsche a, it's, was not an obligation. It's not the same. Right. It's not an obligation. It's a mitzvah. Exactly. That's exactly. All right. Anyway, so in this case, there, the way to avoid that issue is the, is is if they would specifically say that we're not paying our father's debt so that we can keep the land. We are strictly giving you the value of the land so we could keep the land, meaning we're buying it off of you to whatever its value is. So now you don't have a right to claim it because it's like a new purchase. That they could have said to avoid it, him being able to collect the land again. Okay. Okay, so that's the story. The last case that we saw is um, um, there was a case the guy sold the ksuva, a guy sold the ksuva of his mother for whatever he would get out of it, which because you know, the ksuva's been in different part, and he sold his rights to it for a paltry sum, because it's all, what are the chances? His, maybe his mother will outlive, and then it doesn't work. And maybe, you know, there's a lot of possibilities that he's not going to get anything from it. So he sold it the, the cha- for the, the chances of him getting it for a small amount of money. And he said, but I'm telling you that if anybody comes and complains, you can't, I'm not, it's, it, it's without any guarantees. Meantime, the guy, uh, the, the guy's mother died, as luck would have it, the mother dies. And now it's exactly a case of Ksuvah's been indifferent. And now the guy's coming to collect it. And now he comes and he says, I'm, 
I'm the one who's complaining. So Rabbi Bachama thought, hey, that's exactly, his, his complaint is Torah of his mother's rights, and, and, that, and therefore, that's what, it's part of what he didn't guarantee. And, you know, that just like if my mother would have complained and said that you know, this deal is not a good deal, and you, know, you lost your money, you would just spend money for nothing, um, that's the case over here. And Rabbi says, no, no, no. He, he took on a Christ of somebody else. That he he did not take any achrayas of anybody else, but of himself. No, I I, that he can't. I he can't be the one who's complaining, and that's why uh, he never. You know that that's understood. That you know, if I sell you something and I say, but no guarantees, I'm not going to come back to you a day later and say, oh, it was no right, and now you know, and I sold it without any guarantees, and I really couldn't have sold it. I should have sold it. Whatever it is, you can't do that. You sold it. The guy who sells it has to do that in good faith. You can say that I'm not putting any guarantees of somebody else, but of yourself, that is understood. Okay, and that's where we left off, and we'll take it from here to today's stuff.